Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Philip Katafimo with Believe in Angels on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in L.A. and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? We had a great show last week. I got a chance to talk with Jeff Fletcher, and it was incredible. If you did not get a chance to listen to that episode last week, it was great. We talked about a lot of topics. It was a lot better than my show previously, where I talked about the Rams and the uh, the Chargers, but he was an incredible interview. Uh, definitely go check that one out if you haven't. Um, this show is going to be just me, so uh, enjoy uh, my voice this entire time and all the stuttering and stammering that I do. Uh, if, but I will say this. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary. You're probably listening to the show right on one of your favorites. Uh, you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Uh, and then my social media is at intern underscore Phil uh, on Twitter. Hit me up if you want to. Uh, if you want to advertise on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Uh, also want to thank today's sponsor, uh, MyBookie.ag. So uh, at the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. I've been doing it for the past – we're in week three right now. For the past two weeks, I've been able to watch my favorite football team uh, continue to to stay undefeated. You can guess which one that one is. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one stopping them, me getting more and more frustrated at Mitch Trubisky as my fantasy quarterback, who is no longer my fantasy quarterback. There's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. So the smart thing to do is to go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and MyBookie.ag is the best in the business. So if you are interested, join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ANGELS100, A-N-G-E-L-S, 100 to activate the offer. Again, that's promo code ANGELS100. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So I want to thank them for sponsoring this week's episode. So uh, if you don't know, the Angels are on a little bit of a uh, of a skid. Uh, it's not too bad. I mean, look, uh, you can essentially write off the rest of the season. Uh, if you're watching the team, which you should be because you're an Angels fan, support your team when they're bad or when they're good. Uh, it's It's been a little bit of more downs than ups. I mean, a great victory against uh, the Angels. Angels, very close, te- uh, very close victory. Excuse me, three to two was the final score yesterday. Of course, as of recording today is the nineteenth. That was the eighteenth. Um, so it's nice to beat teams like this. However, it's just so far and in between. It doesn't even really matter. It's just more of like a kind of a personal victory of being like, oh, we beat the, uh, oh, we beat the Yankees this week. Great. No one likes the Yankees unless you like the Yankees. In which case, welcome to the show. Not sure why you're here, but happy to have you along. Listen to the rest of the show. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so, you know, they're finishing up their series with the Yankees uh, today. Um, again, today's the 19th. And then they'll start a 1-2-3 game series against the Strohs, and then the A's for a two-game set, and then back to the Strohs. And then that should be, for the most part, the rest of the season. Um, look, uh, like I said, it's it's just kind of, we're just sort of writing off, I don't, I don't want to be too negative. I don't really want to... S- I don't like really saying this to be completely honest, but in all honesty, we're kind of just moving on from this season and focusing more towards the offseason, and you kind of have to. The Angels are currently not in first place in the AL East, or excuse me, the AL West, not even close. They are 30 games out, and there are no, they're not 
there's there's not 30 games left. I mean, we talked about it a long time ago when I first joined the show about how close the Angels were in the race and they dropped the ball. And that was when the season completely turned. Uh, a lot of tragedy has happened on and off the field. Um, some things we can't control, some things we can. Uh, and like I said, you just take your positivity, you take what's been going well, and you get ready to focus for next season. What's going well? It was a great victory against the Yankees last night. Like I said, very, very close game. 3-2 to two was the final score. When you can beat a team like the Yankees and just kind of ruin their season just, just slightly, just slightly, they still have not gotten to 100 wins yet. That being said, I don't know if they're going to get to it today, but, uh, you know, they, they haven't gotten there just yet. They, uh, Fletcher went 3-for-5, which is nice. Pujols, 2-for-5. Uh, you know, like I said, you just kind of go down the list and just look at the, all right, well, you know, we got four innings out of Peters, and he struck out two, and we got uh, five innings out of Bard, which is nice. And, you know, you just kind of look down the list, and you just go, all right, these are some nice things going on. We've got a little bit of a young core building with uh Theus, or Theus, whose name I will forever not get correctly. It's nice to see Taylor Ward back up and Justin Bohr, who we got in the offseason. It's nice to see some of these guys starting to make their appearances later in the season and getting some more reps and getting ready for next season. Like I said, it's time to just kind of focus on 2020 and let's just slowly move past 2019. I'll still give updates, of course. You know, uh, right now it's a split series with the Yankees, um, but. It was going to be really hard to beat Luis Servino in the first game because, my God, did he pitch phenomenal. Uh, I mean, he looked really, really good coming back from injury. And that's great for the Yankees, not great for everybody else because that means the Yankees just got an even better pitcher back. But, uh, look, you, you, you take the positive, you look at it, you appreciate it, you give it a kiss on the forehead and you go, you know what, I'm glad you're here. And then you turn around and the negative is right there, right next to you, right in front of your face, and you go, I'm going to acknowledge you. But I'm not going to let you bother me. So uh, with that weird analogy out of the way, um, there's a three-game set coming up with the Strohs after we finish tonight's game. uh, Again, today's the 19th. uh, Against the Yankees tonight or uh, this evening, I guess. Three o'clock technically is nighttime maybe for some people on the East Coast. Um, Then we got a three-game set against the Strohs and then two games against the Athletics. And then finishing it off with the Strohs again for the rest of September. Uh, And then we just patiently wait. we just patiently wait until next season, patiently wait to see if Garrett Cole joins the team, if uh, some of our younger pitchers can sort of round out this rotation. Uh, we'll get to see if Andrew Heaney is a little bit healthier. Obviously, <clears throat> obviously, as the season begins to wind down and the offseason begins to show its face, uh, we'll be focusing more and more on you know whose potential free agents the Angels could get, some trade candidates they could get. Um, what holes they need to plug for next season, how they can get back into title contention. It's a very, very tough AL West division with the Strohs, the Athletics, uh, not the Rangers as much, but they still kind of like to sneak a couple games in here and there. Um, the Mariners are you know, also kind of in a similar position that we are where they're sort of at the bottom of the division, still kind of rebuilding, essentially. But, you know, you got three tough teams right there. And, and of course, it doesn't help when you've got everybody else taking up wild card spots, like the uh, Rays, who are at 90 wins, the Indians, who are almost at 90 wins. I mean, it, it gets a little bit more difficult. Right now, the AL, in general, is just completely competitive. And it's extremely competitive, and it's great for us fans, but uh, as baseball fans, but as Angels fans, it's it's tough, you know, because you, you, you're watching your team constantly... Uh, fall apart and constantly just look like they're going to get there and then they just don't get there. And that's the frustrating part. And even with, um, you know, you know, like I said, I guess I'm, I'm trying more and more to the negative, but positively, you know, 
We're, we're getting there. Okay, we've got some bright spots. Theus is a great bright spot. I think he's going to solidify third base for us. Trout, uh, while he's not playing the rest of this season, he's going to get healthy. He'll come back next year, have another MVP candidate season. Heaney will be back healthy. There's a possibility we might get Garrett Cole next year in free agency. I mean, slowly and slowly, Fletcher's looking like a solid everyday player, which is nice. Um, it just progressively, it'll get better. It, it has to. It has to eventually get better. Or we're going to be moving this team to Canada, and uh, nobody wants that. Speaking of moving this team, uh, there is a great article, and I want to make sure I get this right. It's off thevoiceofoc.org, and it came across uh, my Google search of getting prepared for this episode, and it talks about the uh, money, the money situation with uh, Angel Stadium and the city of Anaheim. Now, as we all know, Angel Stadium has been in Anaheim for a significant amount of years, and uh, this past year... Angel Stadium made $100 million. Now, where does that money break down? Okay, that money is broken down with merchandise made by uh, merchandise. It's by players. You know, uh, you're getting, you're selling tickets and stuff because of Mike Trout, you know, using their faces in commercials. Uh, I want to, I'm scrolling to find where, where specifically it's, it's got the money breakdown. Um, you know, I already said merchandise a uh, third time now, um, you know, players, um, I'm still, oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't find this. I'm about to cut this out. Uh, oh, here we go. Revenue generates from the sale of merchandise, food, beverages at the stadium, uh, and this is all for the team. You know, this is all money that the team is making outside of the fact that they're in Anaheim. Now, what the the team provides is paying the lease for the stadium. Now, uh, what the city of Anaheim, going off of this Going off of my understanding of this particular article, uh, which is much more beautiful, which is much beautifully written, better written than than I uh, can interpret because I'm very dumb. Uh, but um, look, it, it seems as though that the city of Anaheim wants more money from the overall revenue of Angel Stadium as opposed to just taking this small portion for the fact that they're like, yeah, you, you can you can use my my land. So it's like if you own a house and you have uh, you have a successful let's see here you're making money off of uh, of cooking you know you 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 got a really good grilled cheese business that's coming out of your house for some reason uh, and you, you're making money off that and your landlord goes well I want a piece of that and it's like no I'm paying you for the use of my house I'm not paying you to take a part of my grilled cheese operation here because it's going great and we're making a lot of money and it's not what you want. And so essentially what the landlord is going saying is Angel Stadium, Angel's organization, you're using our property, but now we want a cut of uh we want a cut of the uh, merchandising and the food and the beverages. You're making a lot of money on that and it's it's just like a movie theater. Actually, that's a way better analogy than my grilled cheese analogy. Uh it's like a movie theater, okay? Movie theaters don't make money on showing movies. They make money on ticket sales, they make money on concessions, and they make money on the fact that you want to spend $15 for a bottle of water because you can't sneak it past the 15-year-olds that scratch that tear your tickets. So it's like that. You know, the city of An- Anaheim wants more money from the team, which makes sense. The team is technically financially successful. You see it all the time with people wearing, you know, Angels t-shirts, Angels jerseys, hats. That's all purchased there. When I went to the Angels game to see them lose to the Tigers, I bought myself a Matt uh Matt Shoemaker shirt because I have a soft spot for Matt Shoemaker. And that was $5 that went towards the team, not the city. So 
again, if this is this is off my interpretation of this this article again, go to voiceofoc.org and and really read the article. It's it's fascinating just because uh, it's it's interesting because it plays a part in the future of Angel Stadium. Uh, if the city of Anaheim no longer wants to lease that land to the stadium, the Angels can't play there. Uh, I believe so. I believe that is exactly what it is. And this could this could really have some ramifications for the future of Angels baseball because if the Angels don't have a stadium to play, guess what? They're not playing baseball games there. And so um, this is something that's obviously going to be talked about for a little while, and uh, I'll probably touch upon it again a little bit later uh, when I've got somebody who actually knows what they're talking about uh, about this deal. So this is just my early interpretations of the uh, of the article. Um, I will say this, though. Um, it seems as though that the city of Anaheim is trying to recover from its $30 million uh, stadium upgrades. It paid for the stadium upgrades, and it still hasn't really gotten that money back. It only made $1.6 million off the Angels. It says in the article, Anaheim has only made $1.6 million on the Angels since 2010. And it's not really sure if the city of Anaheim has recovered from those massive stadium upgrades. And like I said, if so, then that is going to have an effect on the future of Angels baseball. Because, like I said, if the city of Anaheim doesn't want to lease out their stadium, guess what? The Angels aren't playing there. The Angels pay to play there, to put all their little merchandise stuff there, to put all their little players on the field. Outside of that, if they want to change Angel Stadium to, let's say for some reason the Expos come back and they want to call them the Anaheim Expos, they can. They can do that because they're leasing the stadium to the Angels. They, it's na- the Angels, I, I'm not sure how the naming rights work, to be completely honest, because it's obviously Angel Stadium, but uh, that's essentially what, what could possibly happen from my understanding of this. Again, voiceofoc.org, that's where I found this article. Go read it. Go make sense of it. Tweet at me, uh, at intern underscore Phil, if I got anything wrong, but this could have future ramifications for Angels baseball in the future. Now, this is where things are going to get a little fun, uh, maybe a little annoying, Um the NFL season, like I said in my mybookie.ag, thanks for the sponsorship, uh, uh, <laughs> sponsor read earlier, uh, football season is back. Look, I, my team is undefeated. I'm happy right now. You can decipher what my favorite team is. If you got a guess, let me know. I'd love to see if anybody can guess it. There aren't a whole lot of undefeated teams in the NFL, so you've, your list has already been narrowed. Um, but anyway, uh, there are a few players who are currently on the trade block Um in the NFL, and I thought it'd be fun to mesh football and baseball. The Angels have some needs. Football players have some players. Let's see who could play where in this list that I found. This list is a little old, I will say. This list is a little bit old because it does still have Javadion Clowney listed as a trade option. He was traded to the Seahawks, so he's not going to be listed. But I can't remember every single trade that's happened. So uh, off the top of my head and off this list, I'll try to kind of keep it more like I know that Kenny Stills, is, who is on this list, is on the Texans now. So I'm not going to say the guys who have already been traded, but some of the guys who are looking to be traded. Let's see where they fit. Let's see where they fit on this Angels team. So Kenyon Drake is the first one. The Miami Dolphins are looking to trade a lot of guys. Kenyon Drake. Where would Kenyon Drake play on the baseball diamond? For some reason, my mind automatically clicks second base. 
Uh, Kenyon Drake is a little bit shorter, speedy guy. I could see him hitting for contact, batting in the, uh, let's see, like the 6-7 spot, maybe 7-8, getting on base, stealing a couple bags. We could use Kenyon Drake at second base or as a backup center fielder. Outfield is another position that I could see Kenyon Drake playing on the Angels. Uh, so if we were to trade for Kenyon Drake and he were to play baseball in a Deion Sanders slash Bo Jackson situation, uh, I could see Kenyon Drake solidifying the uh, the second base position behind uh, Fletcher, of course, because Fletcher, I think, is a great second baseman. Uh, next is Trent Williams, the offensive tackle for the Washington Redskins. I'm 90% sure that he has not been traded yet. Trent's a big dude. You know, he's an offensive lineman. He carries a lot of weight with him. He's a strong guy. Where would be a good position for him? Obviously, the outfield is not the position. Uh, can't have that guy running around in right field. He's not going get to get to any of the balls. But uh, uh, catcher was another position I thought about. And then again, eh, probably not catcher. While the offensive line does sort of play like a secondary quarterback uh, in the NFL, you know, kind of focusing on the defensive line. And a catcher, same thing, is sort of the captain on the field, on the infield, uh, he kind of orchestrates everything, can see a lot more than the pitcher can. Uh, I would say Trent Williams probably best suited at DH or first base. He's a big guy. He's nimble enough to where he can get to a couple balls. I think uh, Pujols is getting a little older. We might need a little bit more stability at first. Justin Bourne, in my opinion, is more of a DH guy anyway. Trent Williams steps in, plays first base, blocks a couple balls, wins a couple gold gloves. First base is good. I think that's a great addition for, for us over there at first. Uh, next, uh, Brian Hoyer was Brian Hoyer is on this list for some reason. This list is from this year, um, but uh, C.J. Beathard, who is the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, one of the backups. I think he's on the third. He's the third string guy right now. So QB. All right, this one's getting a little more obvious. Maybe pitcher. Uh, I could see C.J. Beathard maybe in a in a, a four or five spot in terms of pitching. Uh, that'd be interesting to see him throw a couple balls. Uh, Maybe solidify that uh, that starting rotation for the Angels a little bit. Uh, I was going to say Andrew Luck, but he retired, so I don't really know if he's going to want to come back. So C.J. Beathard, I could see as a starting pitcher, maybe long reliever, middle reliever situation for the uh, Los Angeles Angels, possibly. Possibly. Uh, next on this list is, is Rex Burkhead, who uh, is a running back for the New England Patriots, formerly of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Rex is a running back, like I said. Uh, man, Rex Burkhead's a, a kind of a stockier guy. He's uh, he's like a he reminds me a little bit of Cole Calhoun, uh, just a stocky guy who's got some speed, a little bit of speed, not too much, a little bit of pop in his bat. I think Rex Burkhead. You know what? I think he's the replacement for Cole Calhoun out in right field. I think you throw Rex Burkhead out there. Uh, he's hitting a couple dingers here and there. He's uh, getting on base for you, hitting for contact, maybe batting about 290 on the season. Nothing spectacular, but he's getting the job done. Put Rex Burkhead out in right field. Uh, another one, maybe third base. Uh, again, he's a stockier guy. Can probably get to the ball a little bit easier than maybe a Trent Williams. Uh, but uh, I like Rex Burkhead out in right field. Um, next uh, is A.J. Green, who is battling some injury issues with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um I don't know. If his knee holds up, I guess A.J. Green could maybe play left. For some reason, my head goes to left field. Uh, pitcher, for some reason, keeps popping up in my mind. Um, so there's a possibility there. We could see A.J. Green out in left field or at pitcher. I'm going to do one more because this is already boring me, and I feel like this segment has already like derailed so much. Uh, Jay- okay, I'll, do, I'll save the, the best for last. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, the cornerback for the... Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars currently, as of recording, he is the hot number, the hot name on the the ticket. I'll actually do two more. I think I just thought of another name. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, I think, would be a great 
center fielder. And I know that's kind of obvious. Oh, he's a cornerback. Of course, he can cover a lot of ground. He can play center field. Well, sometimes the best answers are the obvious ones. And I think Jalen Ramsey, you put him out in the center field, you can, uh, oh, what about we do about Trout? I guess we can, oh man, what do we do about Trout? Because I don't want to put Trout on the bench, and I don't want to move him to left and right because he covers a lot of ground too. So maybe, maybe we do this. Maybe we shift Jalen Ramsey from center, and we put him into left field. We move Upton to the bench, or possibly just release him. And now we've got Jalen Ramsey and Mike Trout in left and center field. No balls, no base hits are going to happen on the left side of the of the diamond. I swear, that is a great outfield right there. And the last name I'm going to think of. This is a relatively newer name that I just popped in my head. There are no trade rumors currently about this player, but Eli Manning. Eli Manning of the New York Giants just lost his job to to uh, I think it's Doug Jones or. Don Jones, I don't know what the heck his name is, but the backup quarterback uh, that they just drafted, Daniel Jones, there we are, from Duke. Uh, he is He's now the starting quarterback in New England. They've officially moved on from Eli, so maybe it's time for Eli to get into baseball. Uh, Eli Manning, pitcher, is an obvious one for me. Maybe a catcher. He's a little older, maybe not. Maybe like a closing situation. He's kind of coming down at the end of his career, so uh, I think we've built up a little bit of a good team. we got Rex Burkhead in right. We've got... Uh, Trout in center. We've got Jalen Ramsey in left. We've got uh, we've got Kenyon Drake at second. We've got Trent Williams at first, and now we've got Eli Manning and C.J. Beathard as our uh, middle of the rotation possible relievers. That's a World Series team right there. Uh, but if you have any names, uh, just just kind of continuing off this little fun segment. If you've got any names that you think would be, I don't know, just somebody, some ba- football players who are possibly going to get traded that you think would make a, a great position player for the Angels, let me know. At uh, intern underscore Phil is my Twitter handle. Uh, yell at me, tweet at me. Let's follow each other back. Let's have a conversation uh, or not. Like whatever, it's fine. Uh, I get it. Sometimes I say some things that are a little, a little just outlandish or a little. Not constructed completely, but you know what? I like keeping the show honest. I like uh, I like kind of just letting my thoughts flow as the show goes on. I have a structure, but I like keeping it a little loose and keeping it a little happy uh, on Believe in Angels. So with that, I will say thank you very much for sticking around for this episode. Want to thank the sponsor for this week, mybookie.ag. Going to be more consistently updating, uh, excuse me, consistently posting as we head towards the uh, towards the playoffs. I'll give a playoff prediction probably next week on the show. So with that, I want to say, again, if you're interested in advertising with the show, contact Believe at Believe.com. You can follow this, uh, the the actual company on, uh, find us on Believe.com and also on social medias at Believe Podcast. We've got a lot of great shows on this uh, on this uh, whole platform. I said two weeks ago we had a, a cheerleading one. We've got one for The Bachelor. We've got a uh, show on the WNBA. We've got a show on... Uh, basketball, football, the Rams, the Chargers. Uh, I think we've got one on LSU football. We've got a a whole bunch. There's a guy who watches movies. Uh, My former co-host, Adam Riggs, was on his show to talk about Angels in the Outfield. Go listen to that. Uh, With that, uh, that's the show. And I've been Philip Catafamo. want to wish you a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.